with me is my fake pigskin.com partner in crime, Regan Yant. She can be found on Twitter at, at @regan_fp. Regan, how's it going? Hey, I'm good tonight. Yeah, your, your second podcast of the evening. Yeah, now, now they're going to say I'm an expert. <laughs> well, let's get started. So, as a group, uh, our fake pigskin staff, we each ranked our top 50 quarterbacks as it stands today uh, here in May and uh, basically put all the rankings together and created an average, which basically becomes our fakepigskin.com uh, ranking, a uh, top 50 ranking. Um, so without any further ado, let's kind of go through these. Um, the consensus number one in some order seemed to be Aaron Rodgers. Uh, most of us had him as the number one quarterback. Uh, what do you think we'll see from him this season? I'm expecting an MVP type year out of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I think he goes back to 2011 stats instead of the 2012 stats, and I'm I, I'm pretty sure he's going to end up being the MVP again. Yep, and most of our staff agreed with you. Uh, again, our number one quarterback, uh, number two uh, came in was Drew Brees. Uh, everyone else either had him at number one or number two. I had him a little lower. I had him at number six because I feel like Drew Brees is he's going to regress at some point being. Uh, getting at the age that he is and just the amount of games he's played in the NFL as, as well as some of the turnover there uh, on the Saints. Um, I probably have him ranked a little low when we do this again in a month or two. I'm sure I'll, I'll pull him up a little. Um, do you have any thoughts on Drew Brees? Yeah, your, your initial ranking kind of shocked me considering Sean Payton is coming back to call plays again this year. Um, I, I expect him to uh, get back to his 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns. Um, I have him obviously at number two because I think I just think Aaron Rodgers is he's the best quarterback in the league. Um, but Drew Brees is right there, and I think his stats this year are going to show are going to show that, especially with uh, with Sean Payton. Well, our number three and number four quarterbacks uh, are actually in line. The top four uh, consensus or what your top four quarterbacks are: uh, number three Tom Brady and number four Cam Newton. Uh, I actually have Tom Brady ranked as my number one quarterback. Uh, most of that is probably residual from owning him in two different leagues last year. Being very happy with the production, uh, as well as kind of the change in talent there this season for New England. Um, you know, Brandon Lloyd didn't do much last year. Hopefully get some different receivers in there, plus the return of Gronkowski if he can get healthy. Um, should be interesting year for Brady, in my opinion. Um, what do you see from Brady and or Cam Newton? Well, Brady and Cam Newton both, I think. Brady's going to be Brady. Uh, you know that his stats are always going to be right up there at the top two. He's always going to be in the MVP talk in the MVP race. Um, I kind of like their changes at wide receiver. I like bringing Am Amendola in. He's a little bit younger than Welker. Same exact guy as long as he stays healthy. And I really like the young kid Aaron Dobson that they brought in, that they drafted. Um, I think he can step right into Brandon Lloyd's role. And if he gets the targets that Brandon Lloyd has, I look for him to have a really surprising season. Because Brandon Lloyd had a lot of targets last year and didn't do anything with them. Yeah, that is correct. And with Cam Newton at four and Peyton Manning at five, are you disappointed if you end up with any of these top five quarterbacks? No. Pretty much anybody in our top 12 um, I would be happy with. I think they're all pretty much those guys are my QB1s anyways. I think those guys are... I mean, pretty much fell in line right with where I would rank those guys 1 through 12 anyways. We're, we're all pretty close. Um, other than other than you having one that's pretty out of control, 
we'll get to him later. Uh, I think everybody's pretty much right on stat with where I would say the top 12 quarterbacks are and in the standard in the standard 12 team league that Q, those are all QB ones in my book. Yeah, so rounding out the top 12, uh, we, we mentioned Peyton Manning at five. Uh, we're looking at kind of the quarterback du jour, Colin Kaepernick at six. And uh, with the injury today to uh, Michael Crabtree, how do you think that'll affect his ranking going forward and even his production into the season? It might it, it might make him drop a little bit um, at, at the beginning of the year. He obviously has extrapolated stats from last season are just off the charts. I am expecting a little bit of regression um, just as defenses get used to uh, seeing him a little bit, uh, especially those NFC West defenses. They're going to get to see him twice. I mean, it, it's not going to do him any favor playing in the NFC West against all those good, great defenses. And missing Crabtree, he might go down a little bit at the beginning, but I really expect him to be a, a top 10 quarterback. I actually have him as my uh, my fifth overall quarterback, and I expect him to be right there. And I, I can see some pretty positive rushing stats from him also. That's going to help those points out. It's kind of Cam, Cam Newton light. Yeah, it's hard to argue both those points, considering you know how he finished the year into the playoffs and you know Super Bowl probably not included there. Uh, number seven, Matt Ryan in Atlanta gets Tony Gonzalez back, gets some help uh, in the backfield with Steven Jackson. Uh, I actually have Matt Ryan as my fourth ranked quarterback. Uh, most everyone else, our average, put him at, at number seven, um, and I think he'll be poised for a really solid season. Uh, number eight, a couple of second-year guys uh, in Russell Wilson and Andrew Luck. Uh, Ed Luck at the number five quarterback overall. I feel very bullish on his uh, prospects here in 2013. Um, care to share any thoughts on any of those guys? Well, Russell Wilson is in the same book as Colin Kaepernick, obviously. Uh, we'll go back to Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan has increased his, his fantasy stats every single year in the league. Um, he had all his weapons back from last year, and like I said, he got rid. Like you said, he got rid of Mike Turner and they replaced him with Stephen Jackson. Stephen Jackson in that passing game might actually push uh, Matt Ryan up into that top five. That's pretty. It's not such a bold statement you having him at four. I can see that happening. Um, Andrew Luck, you having him at five, uh, I think is a little high with him going away from from the uh, Blue offense, um, going to a little bit uh, not as much of a passing offense. But uh, we'll see. I mean, like I said, he's still a he's still a top twelve. He's a QB one in my book. I just don't have him as high as you do. No, yeah, you did have him ranked at twelve, which I think the two of us kind of balanced out what our what the rest of our uh, uh, folks here at FakePigskin.com kind of where they had put him. Um, rounding out the top twelve, we go Matthew Stafford at ten, Tony Romo eleven, and Robert Griffin the third at twelve. Uh, saving Robert Griffin III for just a second. Uh, Matthew Stafford and Tony Romo, definitely not without their problems, but both solid fantasy quarterbacks. Uh, you may recall Romo last year, many games uh, where he'd start a game with two inter two or maybe even three interceptions, but still finish the day strong, 350 yards, multiple touchdowns. Um, it was definitely a roller coaster, but from a fantasy standpoint, he, he, I mean, he performed when it mattered. Well, people don't realize everybody rags on Tony Romo, but in the fantasy world, I don't care if he throws an interception or fumbles a ball in the fourth quarter. That's only negative two points. Um, the guy threw for 4,900 yards last year. 4,900 yards. And four out of his last five healthy seasons, 
he's been a top 10 fantasy quarterback. The one season that he wasn't, he was number 12. So he's still a QB1. So four of his last five healthy seasons, or five out of five of his last healthy seasons, he's a QB1. Um, rag on them all you want. I'll put them on my team any day. Now let's, let, 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 let's get to this controversy. So very, so very good point. Uh, let's talk about Robert from the third. Obviously, had the knee injury at the end of last season. Um, our other rankers, who include Richard Janfrin, uh, who is at Richard Janfrin on Twitter, uh, Matt Lane at FF Matt Lane, and John Kerwin, J Kerwin seven 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 K. Uh, the five of us, you know, responsible for these rankings for good or bad. Uh, I have Robert Griffin very low. I have him ranked at 18. At this point of the season, if I'm drafting today, here we are, 22nd of May, I'm not taking Robert Griffin that early. I'm nervous about how he comes back from the injury, when he comes back from the injury, and I feel like kind of this next group of guys we'll talk about, I'd I'd rather have all of them before, well, most of them before I'd have Robert Griffin III. You were the most uh, bullish on on RG3, uh, ranking him 7th and the rest of our uh, staff ranking them in the 10-11 range. And I actually did go down a little bit because in my initial top 10 quarterback, my week two early one, I had him in my honorable mention, but I had said if he comes back from injury and starts game one, he would be number five. So I did calm down a little bit and put him at seven, but uh, I still see him as a QB1. Um, yeah, for what it's worth, I did have Adrian Peterson ranked at about the top 12th to 15th best running back last year, so... Uh, we definitely hope for good things with Robert Griffin III returning this season. Uh, this next group, I kind of have them all as a big block. Um, we're going to talk about seven guys here. I'm just going to rattle off the names. Uh, you tell me where you think we got it right or got it wrong. Uh, 13, Eli Manning. 14, Joe Flacco. Uh, 15, Andy Dalton. Ben Roethlisberger. Ryan Tannehill. Jay Cutler. Matt Schaub. So that puts us down to 19. And I think if you're in a bigger league, a 16-team league, or a two-quarterback league, you're, you're not really disappointed with any of those guys on your roster. Uh, you rank Joe Flacco considerably lower than the rest of us, having him as your 20th-ranked quarterback. Um, I know the the departure of Bolden, uh, the added weight to Torrey Smith, plus maybe a Super Bowl hangover there might be um, some things playing against Joe Flacco. Uh, what do you see there? Well, the reason I got him at 20 is I think he's a great quarterback. I think he's a great leader. I think he's a great playoff quarterback. I don't think he's a great fantasy quarterback. Um, I'd have him, I'd take him on the Arizona Cardinals tomorrow. I don't want him on the Beer Valley Groovers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but you're absolutely right with the, with, with that whole group. You could almost flip-flop them anyway, um, 13 through 19. I think we're all really close on those guys as it was. Um, Eli, Ben, Ben Roethlisberger was the number seven overall quarterback until he got hurt last year. He was thriving in that offense until he got hurt and all his running backs got hurt. Um, Eli's been a top 10 quarterback. I can, now I can see him popping back in. Uh, you guys were all lower on Ryan Tannehill than I was. I got Ryan Tannehill at number 13, and I can easily see him uh, getting into the top 10 uh, if some of his offensive guys pan out that they signed. If he can figure out and get some chemistry with Mike, Mike Wallace, uh, I can see Mike Wallace opening the field and not only him having a big year, but Tannehill and uh, Brian Hartline having a great year too. Next 
Yeah, and some reports there that they were using some four wide receiver sets and OTAs. Uh, kind of be interested to see how that offense changes in second year under head coach Joe, Phil Joe Philbin. Well, he used to run Green Bay's offense, so I can see that uh, starting to open up now that he's got his guy and he's going to start getting familiar in that offense. For sure. And uh, along with this group, kind of one last comment. Uh, as we've looked through some of the uh, kind of the early draft results, uh, average draft position uh, with value-based drafting, uh, pretty surprising that a lot of these guys are left pretty late. I don't have the ADP in front of me for these guys, but I've seen in some drafts with them still the majority of these guys being around in the sixth, seventh round. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So if you if you decide to go running back or wide receiver or some of the other skill positions early, uh, you may be looking at, at one of these quarterbacks we mentioned, which wouldn't wouldn't be the worst thing. So as we approach number 20, we're looking at uh, kind of here in the 20s. Most of these guys were starting to hit a point where they are starters or do seem to already have the job in hand, but we do have question marks. Uh, guys like Mike Vick, uh, Sam Bradford, a lot of changes there in St. Louis under Jeff Fisher. Uh, Josh Freeman, Philip Rivers, Carson Palmer, Alex Smith, Jake Locker, Matt Flynn. Um, wh who do you like there? Who do you see there? But kind of based on your rank, because you have Carson Palmer a little bit higher than most. Um, part, part of that because you're a Cardinals fan, I'm sure. Um, maybe you see something there that gets you excited about this season. Well, I mean, I like Bruce I, I like Bruce Arians and Tom Moore. I think they work well with quarterbacks, and I think their, their system is a very quarterback-friendly system. Um, he's also he's thrown the Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, he's in the offensive line is going to be much improved. He threw 4,000 yards thrown to that group of nobody wide receivers in Oakland last year. And in 22 touchdowns, I believe, 4,000 yards and 22 touchdowns. So I can really see him um, being – a very solid high QB2. If not, I mean, if, if it wasn't for his interceptions, he'd be QB1. Um, I could see him moving up. Philip Rivers is another guy. He's got Mike McCoy working with him. He does have Ken Wisenhunt, who I'm not a fan of, but he does have Mike McCoy to work with him, too. And I can see Philip Rivers stepping up and making an improvement. I'm actually really shocked that Josh Freeman is that high on everybody else's board after all the talk that's come out about uh, Greg Ciano giving Mike Glennon a legitimate shot and he's not he doesn't have any faith in Josh Freeman I'm surprised that some people actually have him in the top one yeah kind of final point on, on this group of guys is uh, you know if I told you at the end of the, you know by the end of the season Philip Rivers or Carson Palmer um, my, my, maybe even Sam Bradford. If I told you they finished, you know, tenth or twelfth best quarterback, you you definitely you you'd definitely buy that. Um, any of those guys are capable of that. Some of the others, like Alex Smith, uh, Jake Locker, uh, who knows what Matt Flynn's situation is going to end up like in Oakland. Uh, maybe he'll get Russell Wilson yet again and lose his starting job to the rookie Tyler Wilson, which we'll get to a little bit later. And rounding out the top. 20, top 30, uh, the last two guys in the 20s here, 28, Christian Ponder, 29, Brandon Whedon. Uh, definitely not getting you too excited. Um, maybe just a guy you take a late-round flyer on, stick him on your bench, uh, and, and maybe hope for a miracle, I suppose, at this point. <laughs> Got to have a third quarterback in, uh, in two quarterback leagues. So we can hope for one of those guys. So you here at number... Um, one thing with Brandon sure. he's another one you never know, though. He's got Norv Turner... And, you know, Norfolk is an absolute uh, train wreck as a head coach, but he is a great coordinator, and he does wonders with 
quarterbacks. We've seen Alex Smith his best year um, stat-wise was with uh, North Turner as his offensive coordinator. So I can see him if, if he can learn the offense and you know, I can see him making a good step in being a low-end QB2. Um, Christian Ponder, um, man, if Matt Caffer wasn't his backup, uh, I, I'd be excited about the backup quarterback situation in Minnesota. I just, well, and we, we only have Matt Castle ranked about uh, 10 spots lower, so... <laughs> exactly. So here at number 30, uh, we hit the first of the rookies, uh, first one for New York Jets, Geno Smith, 31, Buffalo quarterback E.J. Manuel. How do you see these rookies? What, what do you think about their prospects for becoming starters or starting a game or several games here in the 2013 season? I actually have, uh, I have you know, higher than E.J. Smith. I got E.J. Manuel at 26. I got Geno at 31 in my book. I think that E.J. Manuel will start before Geno Smith. Um, I really think E.J. Manuel, he's got an easier route. He can beat out Kevin Cobb. Um, Mark Sanchez, I can still see him starting this next year. I just think that they're paying him so much money that they're going to let him ride out the last, that last bit of their season. Nobody's going to trade for that guy. I can't see Geno Smith starting the season, um, but I can see him finishing the season. But I think E.J. Manuel might start right off the bat. Yeah, all good observations there. Uh, here in the 30s, you're definitely at this point. I mean, some sites maybe only rank the top 32. Try to look for one per team. We went with the full 50, so we're going to see a lot of a lot of old names and maybe some kind of wacky names here, 30 through 50. Uh, all these guys, I mean, they all have warts at this point. Uh, 32, Kevin Cobb, uh, looking at Blaine Gabbert. Uh, I mean, Chad Henney, Mark Sanchez, Matt Castle, uh, guys that are primarily backups are battling for jobs uh, here in training camp. Uh, one guy I do want to talk about is Kirk Cousins, who we have ranked at 34. I had him a little bit higher at 28, but the consensus had him right in that, you know, 34 to 35 range. Um, again, all that depends on how RG3 comes back, what, how he plays, uh, just what his health is like. Absolutely. I can see Kirk Cousins being a mid-range QB2 if he's starting. Um, if he ends up, obviously he's not going to play the whole season, but at the beginning of the year, I think he can put up solid QB2 numbers as a starter if RG3 is not ready. And I do think he is, at this point, the best backup in the league. Um, I also like I also like uh, Ryan Mal, but I do think Kirk Cousins is right there as the number one backup quarterback in the NFL. And he could start for any other team and be a high-end QB. I think Kirk Cousins, he is the best backup late? I mean, is that a viable strategy, you think? I would I would think so. I mean, if you have a deeper roster, and especially if you're playing in a dynasty league, um, you're going to stack that roster anyway. 16-man rosters? I don't know. It, to, take a, to take up a roster spot in a 16-man roster for a uh, backup quarterback instead of grabbing a third quarterback, I, I don't know if I do, but if you're that worried about it, it's something that you look at. Because somebody else probably isn't going to grab Kirk Cousins at 16 yeah, that's a very good point. Uh, finishing there in the in the kind of low 30s or high 30s, depending on how you want to look at it, Chad Haney, Jacksonville, actually a fairly productive fantasy quarterback, uh, maybe a bi-week replacement late in the season. Um, you probably definitely like him better than Mark, San like his prospects better than those of Mark Sanchez, Matt Castle, uh, Jason Campbell, uh, kind of the rest of this group. Yeah, I, I would say 
Chad Henney, I have him ranked so low, and I think we all have him ranked so low because Blaine Gabbert is the starter. But I still got to think Chad Henney's going to start some games. And if he's starting games, he's worth a pickup on the waiver wire to start a game, especially in the bye week. If he's the starter by then, he is fantasy viable. He's kind of like Tony Romo White. He'll throw for 300, 350 yards. He might have three interceptions, but he also might have three touchdowns. Um, and yeah, he's a much more viable, uh, he's a much more viable backup in a waiver wire stash during the bye week than Mark Sanchez or Matt Castle or somebody like that. Yeah, approaching number 40, uh, looking at Ryan Fitzpatrick, back up to Jake Walker in Tennessee, and then we kind of hit a group, another group of rookies. Uh, number 41, Tyler Wilson in Oakland. Um, 43, Matt Barkley in Philadelphia, who should battle Kevin Cobb and Michael Vick, uh, as well as, or sorry, Mike Vick and uh, Nick Foles, sorry, uh, for, the, for the starting position there. Then Mike Glennon, uh, quarterback in Tampa, 45, with Matt Moore and T.J. Yates kind of sandwiched in there as well, both uh, definitely NFL backups at this point. Absolutely. And I got, uh, at 39, we got Nick Foles. Um, a couple of us have him actually ranked. Me and you actually have him 33rd and uh, 35th. And according to reports in OPA, he still is running for strength. So that's something, that's something to monitor. Um, obviously, if he's the starter and he wins the job, he's going to move up. In, well, any of the three, whichever one, it, supposedly Matt Barkley even has a chance at winning. So whoever's the starter, obviously these rankings are going to be moved around a little bit. Uh, and Ryan Fitzpatrick in Tennessee, you can see him starting in games because Jay Walker is hurt all the time. Um, in the rookies, Tyler Wilson, he also might move up the board because he might uh, end up Russell Wilsoning, Russell Wilsoning uh, Matt Flynn again. So there's all there, those are all guys to look at. Mike Lennon, he might be getting a shot, a legitimate shot at the starter shop in Tampa Bay. Who knows? These are all guys that you got to keep your eye on as the as the offseason progresses, as we get through the OTAs and get into training camp, because there's going to be some battles going on. Yeah, most definitely. And kind of as we hear round out the top 50, uh, looking at Drew Stanton, Arizona Cardinals back up to Carson Palmer, 46. Sean Hill uh, back up in Detroit, 47. Kyle Orton in Dallas. Ryan Mallett, which is a guy I know you like. And, and, at, and at 50, Brock Osweiler back up to Peyton Manning in Denver. Uh, what do you see in a guy like Mallett or Osweiler? Are you going to pick him up in some deeper leagues and just stash him on your bench? I, sta I, I, I stashed Ryan Mallett in my uh, Dynasty League, the Writers League. Um, I do think that he is the heir apparent to Tom Brady. Who knows when that's going to be? Um, they might end up trading him before then, but I really like that guy, Brock Osweiler. Uh, you and me know more than most. We get to see a lot of the issue. And uh, my thoughts on Brock Osweiler, even though I put him at 43, um, I can see that guys are beating him out for the starting job if when Peyton Manning I'm not a big fan of Ron Yeah, most definitely. And that uh, that wraps up our top 50. Uh, we had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, we'll go ahead and do it with some of the other positions here in the coming weeks. I uh, just want to give our thanks to fakepigskin.com writers Richard Janvrin, at Richard Janvrin on Twitter, Matt Lane, at FF Matt Lane, uh, John Kerwin, at jkerwin777k. And uh, obviously you, Regan FP, uh, myself, I'm Adam Rainbolt. Um, 
come talk to us on Twitter. Feel free to comment on this article. This will also be a blog post uh, of our rankings at our website at faithpigskin.com. So uh, any feedback you have for us, how we can improve, obviously this is our first time, so we'll see how that goes. And uh, it's been a blast, Regan. Absolutely. We thank right. you guys for listening in. Uh, it's going to be a good ride. It's going to start something great. Yep. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye.